what's happening, everybody? My name is Anthony Correnti, and thank you, as always, for checking out another episode of the Dynasty Drive. I appreciate all of the support, as always. Apologize about the lack of an episode last week. The summer schedule and some uh, fluctuations or changes with my real job schedule kind of left me short, uh, short on time last week to get an episode put out. So I apologize about that, but we are back with a new episode this week, and today talking something that is honestly almost totally or entirely foreign to me, and that's IDP leagues. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar, IDP is Individual Defensive Players. It's rising in popularity. I had Alex, the fantasy football hustler. I'm sure you've seen him uh, either on Twitter. On Twitter, he's at FFHustler420. Alex runs the biggest fantasy football Facebook group I've ever seen. It's like 75,000 members. It's massive, and uh, he's a big fan of the IDP format. So I had Alex on to kind of break down what to look for in IDP, what settings to look for, what scoring, what players, how they value uh, defensive players compared to top-tier offensive players. And honestly, it might be kind of entry-level or boilerplate, but for me, that's what I needed. So I figure, uh, you know, if I'm this deep in the weeds fantasy football-wise, whether it's Dynasty, Devi, you know, Campus to Canton Leagues, you know, we try all that stuff out for sure. But I am entry-level beginner status when it comes to IDP. So I thought a lot of other people probably are as well, uh, or a lot of other people might have had the experience I've had with IDP in the fa- in the past where it's been such a small or piece of a league or kind of an afterthought in a league where it almost feels insignificant or like it doesn't really matter and it just kind of fizzles out and goes by the wayside so alex broke down a lot of stuff for us here make sure you're following him on twitter at ffhustler420 i'm gonna link in the description a video that he sent me on his preferred scoring settings and scoring format for idp and make sure that you head over to 420crew.org to get signed up uh, with all the good stuff alex has on his patreon and in terms of what he can offer for IDP and lots of creative uh, leagues that he'll be running this season and some really, really cool stuff. So the conversation runs about 20, 25 minutes talking specifically IDP. So this is IDP tips, tricks, thoughts with Alex, the fantasy hustler. All right. Joining me on today's episode of the podcast, we've got Alex, the fantasy football hustler, the man behind the biggest fantasy football Facebook group I could ever fathom seeing or being a part of. Uh, if I get uh, 10 Facebook notifications in a day, I think nine of them come from that group. It's incredible, the sheer size of it. So, Alex, I appreciate you joining me. Yeah, I love it. Man, that group has gotten so big. I mean, 70,000 you know, people plus probably been building it for like seven or eight years. Like, yeah, it's it's super wild. I remember uh, it didn't used to be a lot of notifications, and it was like COVID, like the crazy COVID spike, like it's turned it into the beast that it is right now. Yeah, it's awesome though. Like it really is constant all day long. Just always stuff popping through on there. I love it. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, cool deal. You can follow Alex on Twitter at FFHustler420. He's joining me today to talk IDP. And admittedly, I am a bit of an IDP noob. I've tried to toy with the format in the past and I know it's growing, but there's lots of people like Alex who are trying to kind of champion the format and get more people to play it, more people to try it out. So Wanted to have him on so we could talk IDP from somebody who knows more than me or can lend some more advice than I can towards the format. And uh, I appreciate that. So I, I guess where I'd like to start, Alex, if you would, like what's the, I guess like the elevator pitch, right? On why, like why people should try IDP if they haven't already or some things like quick hit thoughts on what they should know if they're getting into it for the first time. Well, it's not hard. That's the first thing. I, I mean, 
everything with fantasy football is all stats. It's all numbers. And you can track those on defense just as easily as you can track them on offense. So I understand some people's hesitancy about learning a new crop of players. It's not hard. If you watch football, you see defensive players. Like you may not focus on their name, but you see their numbers. You see all that. Not hard at all. It's really just taking it to the next level to where it's taking a lot of luck out of the equation. And I know there's going to be a lot of people who say there's no luck involved. But in a lot of these leagues, when you get to the playoffs, there could be like one player who just completely goes off, has a four-touchdown game, five-touchdown game, Alvin Kamara, six-touchdown game a couple years back. That you cannot – it's really, really hard to overcome that if the person even has like a decent team. With IDP – there is none of that. There is no one player winning you an entire championship in the in in week 17 or whatever. You have to have a pretty well-rounded squad. You know like it, it all depends on the settings, you know that's for sure, but it, it's the next level. I mean that that's the evolution of fantasy football. For those who didn't used to play in anything but touchdowns, it evolved past that. For those who didn't have PPR, you know, at one point receptions didn't matter. Well, guess what? Now they do. And that's what we care about it. For those who are only in single QB leagues and now we realize there's way too many QBs just going unnoticed on the bench. <laughs> Super flex and two QB is starting to become the thing. And everyone gets a little bored with team defense and um, kickers. And they're kind of just like removing them. That's making it even more boring. Like now, I mean, some of these leagues, seven, eight, you know, starting spots. That's not really that much. And um, IDP is going to be the next thing that really uh, that really shakes up the fantasy football world because people are going to get bored playing with those, like, I, I call them home leagues, but let's just say the the more conventional leagues. Yeah, I think that's a great point for a lot of the reasons you laid out. Like, the norm becomes kind of stagnant, and you're always looking for that next thing that kind of moves the bar or, like, moves the needle, raises the bar, right? Uh, I think the super flex point is a, a great point. It went from... It was not that long ago that Superflex was like this totally foreign concept. And now it's like, I'd have to tally him up, but I can guarantee you I play in more Superflex leagues than single quarterback leagues. For we sure. figured out it, it you know, it, it brought value back to something that should have value. So and I think people play like, once you play in like the same stuff, like there's a lot of people you want to get past, you know, playing in two or three leagues. It gets pretty boring if you play in 10 leagues that are like exactly the same. Yeah, all just copies of each other. It's like, you're not doing anything different. Yeah. So does that, in a way, it's it, it is kind of interesting because it's almost like IDP should marry kind of perfectly with Dynasty or that kind yep. of league. So I guess something that's just popping into my head now is the draft format like typical either snake startup draft format or are like is there more auction involved with IDP? Right? Because it seems like I could almost see it being a format where it's like or trying to take that next step to being even more like, you know, hyper-realistic or uh, mimic the NFL, so to speak, like uh, auction a thing that's getting any more popularity within the IDP world is still mostly just like snake startup. It's still snake startup. I mean, I always do at least one auction draft like per year where, you know, we mix in IDP, but I don't think just because people play an IDP, it necessarily means you're just going to take it to the next level all the time. I still think that snake, snake drafts are still the the most common format maybe you know you start getting into um you know dynasty leagues maybe mix in some third round reversals or things like that but um yeah really with idp it just it increases the total amount of starters total amount of spots you know on a team so really it just makes the drafts a little bit longer but 
that's the most fun part of, uh, you know, everything we do is the draft. So who doesn't love the draft? Just makes it last more rounds. That's it. (laughs) It's tough to beat how much fun the draft is every single time. So for anybody considering diving in for the first time, or even for those who have, you know, maybe just got their feet wet and just done their first draft, or they're just getting ready to do their first IDP draft. What sort of settings, scorings, or stats do people need to be like most mindful of? Like what, if you had to give a couple bullet points for people trying it out, are the uh, the settings you would make sure people were mindful of as they head into their first league? So for scoring, you want to look into IDP one, two, three, and uh, I'll send you the link so you can like post it in the description. I've, I've broken it all down. It's the IDP scoring format that Sleeper has adopted as their default scoring. Everywhere else that I've seen, whether it's Yahoo, NFL, ESPN, it's like they take team defense and they just make that the default. And that's just horrible. Like there's a reason why a lot of people say they like tell me that they're jaded from IDP and the league sucked. A lot of it's based on the scoring format. And if it's just team defense scoring, it's going to be horrible. Like you're not even going to like it. Um, So do IDP one, two, three. It's real easy. Everything's either one, two, three points or six points. There's a couple things that are doubled like sacks and interceptions, TDs, things like that. But mostly everything else is just one, two, three. The most popular, usually the most popular stat that you're looking for is tackles and assisted tackles, sacks and interceptions. Those are like the next ones, but you know, there's going to be a lot of guys putting up like a hundred total tackles, but you know, 15 sacks, you know, I mean, that's like kind of rare. You only get a couple people around there. It's mostly single digit sacks for the year. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that, but literally I think the only time I've tried IDP was in like an old Yahoo home league. And I was like, this, none of this even feels like it really matters. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it was such uh and not to like, not saying this in any way to slight the format, but it was almost like it felt thrown in there as such an afterthought that it just didn't have the same sort of uh, importance or like, you know, value yeah. or magnitude within the league. Definitely. I think you're right. I think that makes it kind of like, well, if it doesn't matter, why doesn't it matter? But and if yeah. you play in like a league with like just one or two IDP spots, that's another thing as well. If like the scoring is kind of shitty, you know, and like you only have one spot and it's like, oh, I could just pick up like 50 guys off the waiver wire at any time. You know, and then it's like another thing where it's like it's almost pointless as well. That's this is the exact league that I was. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, like two or three spots. The score didn't make any sense. And it really was like every week just like, OK, I'll just drop this defensive guy and pick up a different defensive guy if he was on by. Like there was yeah. no real value to holding people long term. Yep. So that's interesting. I think there's probably a lot of people like myself that had that sort of experience. And you're right. It probably does turn them off for a little bit. Uh, from them a little bit if they don't know that there's an alternative to it yeah um, for sure something that i think is interesting because again i in this league that i tried it out in being an afterthought it was almost like you know take them late like a team defense or a kicker yep in a startup scenario idp draft how do you address sort of when to begin selecting maybe the top tier guys in relation to who is available from an offensive player perspective in startups is there like a clear divide where okay we're at this tier of players or you know the top whatever you know top 24 running backs are gone like where's the value slot in where it's like the elite defensive players are matching the value or you know surpassing value from some of the offensive guys well first you got to know your settings you know it's exact same on offense like you got to know your settings like on defense because if you're only playing you know one two three players there's really no reason to jump on any because you'll be able to like field your guys even if you picked them within the last couple rounds now if it's something maybe where 
you know, you have like eight starters on defense, eight starters on offense, you know, or something kind of similar to that. Then you're probably going to see some like some of these top defenders, your TJ Watts, your Michael Parsons, your Roquan Smith, you know, guys like that. You may see going in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, because once you start getting past like the top 24 running backs, it really starts getting subjective. You know, do I do I go for a running back three who's like a backup on like, you know, their team or do do I go with like one of the best defenders, you know, in the league who. If you're doing IDP one, two, three scoring, you know, who on a weekly basis could score like an RB one. Maybe it's not every single week, but they have that kind of ceiling. Interesting. It's very interesting. I really do have to dive in and like get in one of these leagues because it sounds way more fun than any time I've played it in the past. Um, Just talking about like the elite guys is like, who's the Jonathan Taylor of IDP players? (laughs) TJ so Watt you, or well, if you play on sleeper, um, TJ Watt and Micah Parsons, they have dual eligibility where oh. you can plug them in as a defensive lineman. So they're like literally leaps and bounds and heads and shoulders and whatever other kind of analogy we can put in there. Those two are way better than everybody else to where those are almost like cheat codes, you know, like in some of these leagues that I run, I mean, we've had Micah Parsons and TJ Watt get pulled up in the third and fourth round, you know, wow. above like premier like you know players but that is because of the scoring format and you know guys maybe just wanting to set the tone you know a little bit beat some uh players out you know beat some other managers out to get their guys but outside of that um i mean roquan smith i mean he's up there because his guy's like 100 solo tackles like every year damn near uh darius leonard he's up there as well um cj mosley people kind of forgot about him because before this past year he didn't play for two years in a row because he got hurt and then um, then uh, COVID, he just sat out because he had the ACL from the year before and then came back just like destroying it for the Jets. Um, I mean, there, there's a big list of guys that I can go on with, but these are like some of the premier like players in the NFL, you know, no matter what side of the ball we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. And kind of on that same token, are there any guys, you know, whether it's younger guys in a dynasty kind of format where it's like, you're projecting to take that kind of big step this year, guys that maybe break out a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball than they have in the past. Mm, you got? Good, good question. Um, I know there's guy, uh, Willie Gay, um, for the chiefs. Um, I mean, his first two years, I mean, not really what we expected. And Andy Reed was like real big on getting him in. So, I mean, we could have a third year breakout out of, uh, out of him. I really want to see what a guy like what Devin Lloyd and Quay Walker do. I mean, it's their first year in the NFL, but the only two linebackers, who got selected in the first round. Those are going to be the only guys like for redraft that I'd be willing to draft. And you will probably be able to get them late because they're young, they're rookies. No one knows what you're going to expect, but they should be starters from like day one. So they could have an immediate impact in the, in a redraft IDP league. Yeah. I think Devin Lloyd will be flying around out there. He's a fun oh, player yeah. to watch. He was fun <laughs> in college. So he, he's a good call. I think for sure. Uh, anything else like real specific that you've picked up over the time, or if you had to make, you know, a couple suggestions to people playing fantasy, playing IDP specifically, uh, who might be new to it from a dynasty format, any suggestions you'd make based on what you've learned in your experiences that people need to be aware of, whether it's, um, you know, certain kind of benchmarks to look for out of a player or just certain kind of strategy that you like to practice in your leagues and recommend to other people. Uh, if you had to make a handful of suggestions to somebody playing for the first time. 
Well, first off, you got to treat it like you treat offense. You got to track the stats. You got to know what's going to be the stat that scored the most, you know, and for a lot of these running backs, I mean, we like the touchdowns and stuff, but a lot of these running backs are getting single digit, you know, touchdowns. So it's really, you're focusing on the yards, you're focusing on the catches, you know, things like that. You really need to focus on the tackles. The solo tackles are like king in a lot of these leagues. So, I mean, guys who get interceptions, um, you know, shut down corners, you know, like guys like that. I mean, those aren't really the guys who you're going to be targeting. I mean, you don't want to target shut down corners like back when uh, not now, but when Jalen Ramsey a couple years ago, when he's that guy that nobody wants to throw to, you know, that's like zero production for fantasy. Like he's getting avoided the entire game. You want the guy on the opposite side of Jalen Ramsey, who like literally they're throwing it at him 50 times a game, sure. you know, and he's going to get 10 tackles, you know, throughout that game. So even whether it's on the defensive line, whether it's on the, the DB spots or the linebackers, you're really focusing on the tackles. Cause those are the guys who are around the ball all the time. And that's, I mean, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to project, but just like we project running backs and how many yards we think they're going to get. The tackles are the things we can probably uh, predict the easiest. Makes sense. So it must kind of place a more substantial value on the front seven players, I would assume then, right? Because it's like how many real secondary players are putting up tackle numbers like that? Is that fair? Well, some, but I mean, you know, you got your Jesse Bates of the world, sure. um, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Justin Simmons, you know, on the Broncos. So, I mean, there's some guys who are like playing the free safety position who get a shit ton of tackles. Um, that's who you're going to be looking at if you want the guys who are putting up a bunch of tackles. And then, um, I mean, those box safeties, those are the guys, your Jamal Adams is of the world, you know, and who and they got to mix in some uh, some other plays, you know, to really be that worthy of uh, being a top guy. And Adams, whew, he had like his double digit like sacks and then just like completely fell off, you know, the face of the earth. And now he can't stay healthy. Yeah, that changed quick for him, for sure. Uh, now, you mentioned earlier about making sure it's just as valuable as offense or treating it like offense Would that. So then in your preferred league settings or um, roster settings, is it like one for one? You'd prefer it if there's 10 offensive starters, you always want 10 defensive players. That's the most balanced way to play in your opinion or not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. So in the, in the dynasty leagues that I do, um, we have 10 on offense and nine on defense. So super close. Um, I mean, th there's no real right or wrong way. I mean, I've just been playing with the settings for so long and that I found that that's just like, a really good number on offense and defense, but I've seen people who do 10 offense, 10 defense, you know, and try to mimic like real NFL. I mean, there's no like, you know, offensive lineman, but everything else. And uh, so, yeah, there's no right or wrong way to play. It's really just finding something that's like fun to you. And I know that IDP is like way more fun than offense only, but it's like getting people to figure out what's fun to them. Cause I know jumping into a league where maybe you have to start 10 IDP guys and you don't know anything that might not be so fun to certain people. Yeah, maybe a little overwhelming, but mm -hmm. gotta gotta start people on slow, I guess, and build them up to it. But it's definitely interesting, and I don't know really why it seems like it kind of doesn't get the same shine uh, Superflex did on its kind of rise to prominence because we're adding even more to it. You'd think people would be chomping at the bit to do it the way we're always looking for something new to change in these leagues. So 
Um, well, and once people start making enough noise, because if the fantasy footballers, you know, or if like Matthew Barry, like ever talked about it and like made it seem cool, like at all, you know, with their reach to the millions of people that they have, people would get behind it. But right now, none of those guys are even dipping their toe in the water because they don't want to sound like idiots. But uh, every time there's like a big, anytime I get to ask one of these guys, you know, who's like the fantasy experts or whatever, I always throw in like a defensive question just to see if they really know their shit. Because being a fantasy analyst means you should understand both sides of the ball and you should know how defenses work because that helps sure. you protect offenses even better. Sure. Yeah, totally agree. Even if you're not playing, you'd think you'd be watching them or breaking something down when you're looking at either the matchups, whether in the numbers or on the tape. There's yeah. something that you should be taking away from it for sure. Yeah. Is a, a sleeper the spot? That's where you want to play IDP? Like that's yep. Yeah, well, and like, it's like not, most other formats these days. <laughs> and it's not just sleeper why I want to play IDP. Like, because any of these leagues, if you change the scoring, it could be exactly the same. I'm just switching over to sleeper because of all their improvements and everything. So, like, all my leagues that weren't on sleeper before that were on Yahoo, I'm moving it over. As far as the IDP scoring, they already have it set up. It's the exact format that I like using IDP one, two, three. So, I literally don't even have to mess with those settings now. Good to know. So if you go start an ID, that's like the default settings on Sleeper. Yep. Cool. Very yep. cool. Literally, you don't have to change anything. And that's the exact, uh, all my rankings and everything that I do, um, it's all based on IDP123. And yeah, now that Sleeper adopted it. Now it's so much easier to talk about it because everyone's kind of migrating over to Sleeper. And that's really what, I'm just not going to cater to anybody else anymore. Like ESPN, Yahoo, like, I mean, it doesn't matter how many people use their platforms. They're not making like adjustments on the year to year. They're not like they don't have their feet on the ground anymore. And I feel like at least sleeper, they're listening to what people want. Yeah, big, uh, big off season. It's been for sleeper. They've been crushing it in the uh, improvement department. I would say seems like they've yeah. made a lot of people happy with a lot of stuff since and, COVID. Uh, every yeah. every year since COVID, they've made like like thirty plus changes like each year to keep improving or something like that. Yeah. Pausing the uh, the draft timer overnight was a game changer. That's <laughs> that was definitely much needed and one of my happiest features to see come along uh, after yeah. you know having to do that manually for a while. But you have your rankings. You have a ton of content out there. Please, uh, before we wrap up, plug where people can follow you on Twitter and find all the the very interesting things you have going on on your side of things. So it's at FF Hustler 420. It's that on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And if you go to fantasyfootballhustler.com, that'll literally get you to everywhere that I am. If you are looking for more like IDP advice, more just custom content kind of towards you, you got to get into the 420 crew. It's 420crew.org. You go get signed up there. You pick a tier and you'll get different uh, kind of different levels of, uh, of access based on what tier. But the coolest thing is all the leagues that you get access to. Like um, I've, what do we start? Maybe like eight dynasty leagues like uh just this year and then it was like nine the year before we had this huge best ball tournament where it's like 252 teams that are in it uh we got a 32 team league that we're about to start drafting for and probably like 20 to 30 redraft leagues that i'm going to be starting like the non-conventional ones you know like everyone can play in their conventional leagues at home i'm starting vampire leagues 
Um, I'm starting guillotine leagues, auction draft leagues, three QB leagues. I don't know if anybody's really done those. So I'm just saying that I'm the one who invented it because I have no idea if anybody <laughs> has done it before <laughs> until now. So I'll just take the, uh, the credit for it. And then uh, the one draft that I'm really super excited about, um, it's, uh, it's called the Debo Snatch Your Chain League. And I had to rename it from what I, I heard. I just didn't like the title. But a super cool concept. Every single week is like a forced trade. So like whoever wins, um, they get to take a player from the other team and then you got to send one back. Any Very player good. of your choosing. That's fun. It's going <laughs> to get interesting. <laughs> and what's the website one more time if people want to sign up? 420crew.org. I'm going to have to do it because I have to get in some of those wild leagues. I, like, I love the concept of uh, the force trade every week. That is that is very, very interesting. That's not going to be for the faint at heart. Like what I want to do, <laughs> I, I want to have people in there who are really like, I mean, first off, you got to have thick skin because like I want people to like send in like a one minute video just like every week of like, I want to see someone cry for losing Travis Kelsey. You know, like I want to see someone like talk so much shit because they just snatched Josh Allen, you know, from the team that they shouldn't have snatched Josh Allen from, you know? And I just feel like it'd be so fun to get people like really talking shit. Cause it's, this one's a, a really not, I've never played in a league like this before. And I heard about it. Vampire league is very, very similar, but it's only one team that gets to steal. This is like literally every week six players are going to be changing teams like or well 12 team 12 players six going each way yeah it's a total free-for-all i love it absolutely yeah, awesome. chaotic and it will be awesome alex i appreciate you coming on and talking idp and enlightening me and anybody listening as to why we should try the format and i'm happy to hear sleeper makes it so easy because i have to give it a whirl now no excuses not to if it's already set up for the scoring so You'll love it, especially if you do it on Sleeper. I, I find it hard to believe that a lot of people won't like it. Just do like three or four spots. I would say that one or two might get a little bit dull. Three or four with uh, 10 to 12 teams, it should be fun for everyone. And no one should feel like they got screwed on players either. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. He's at FFHustler420 on Twitter. Alex, I appreciate it. And we'll definitely link up again soon. Sounds good. Peace out, everybody. Thanks again to Alex for taking the time to join me on today's episode of the podcast and fill me in or fill us in on everything we need to know for IDP leagues. And I know after talking with Alex that I'm much more likely to try out uh, an IDP league or even start up one of my own uh, in the next year or so or within the next season or so because it does kind of seem like the next logical step in something that will take off. We're always kind of looking for that next, that next big thing in fantasy or that next kind of unique twist on a league. And it makes sense that IDP... Uh, should kind of get the chance to carry that banner for the next thing. So I appreciate Alex coming on and filling us in on everything we need to know IDP. Again, if you're not already, follow him on Twitter at FFHustler420. And I appreciate all of you listening to another episode of the podcast. Next week is going to be episode 100. Crazy. <laughs> kind of never thought I would get to 100 episodes of the podcast. So I appreciate everybody who's hung around. Uh, whether you've been listening since the beginning, whether you've jumped in along the way, 100 episodes feels kind of significant to me. It's not uh, the biggest number of anybody out there. There's plenty of people that have been doing this longer than me, but 100 episodes feels like a cool milestone. So uh, we have a great episode next week. Chase Vernon is joining me to talk uh, the dose score. If you're unfamiliar, it's a great kind of metric. Chase has kind of championed uh, tracking uh, dump-off passes. So make sure to tune into that. It'll be an awesome conversation. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks.